This is the Proper Animal. This is the All I Eat a Steak podcast. We're going to do a fireside chat tonight on a Friday. We feel amazing. The whole world is in order right now. All of the carnivores that we know and love are having a great time. It's music to our ears. The most important thing about this way of eating for us, for us really, nothing to do with physical beauty, although that happens. You know, we're, we love that and we think that's important because generally physically beauty leads to mental and emotional beauty. But the most important thing for us is how people feel. And we got three direct reports that we talked about of people feeling better than they ever have in their life. And that's what we want. And we, we get that all the time, but it just seemed to be in like one 24-hour period, we got a bunch of them in a row and it just was like, oh, this is totally happening. And even the idea of doing this way of eating that used to be so screwball, it used to be so bonkers, just a few months ago is now, we're on the verge of this being mainstream, the Joe Rogan thing, which we called, I mean, I guess it wasn't that, you know, you didn't have to have that much foresight to realize that that would be huge, but it is even bigger than we thought. And we've had multiple conversations with people where, you know, we do our usual cautious introduction, uh, if asked about this way of eating, hey, this is something really crazy that I tried and it's really, and they're like, yeah, carnivore Joe Rogan, I'm trying it. Or carnivore Joe Rogan heard about it. And it's like, whew, so good because it's just nice to know that there really isn't much left for us to do. Like, with respect to, we don't have to fight anymore. We feel like it, it's not—it's not—it's not as much of a fight. I mean, there lo- there's all kinds of interests still keeping the plant-based thing alive, but just like I read today, that just that way of eating—it just doesn't work for very long. And so, something that so obviously is working for so many people will just eventually, like the truth, eventually will set everybody free. And, and that's this way of eating. And while we do know and we see some of our friends who are still highly addicted to sugar they at least are willing to admit that also and there's a huge um, revelation this year in 2020 specifically that sugar is pretty bad for you and you know that's just the first step the first step really is just acknowledging that sugar doesn't work because once you actually look at the science behind it, it's like, well, it's all glucose and then it's all carbohydrates. And so it's just a very simple um, intellectual jump from no sugar to zero carb and or at least the acknowledgement that that would probably be optimal for a good amount of people. Now, we love the Sean Baker approach to it. He's not saying the carnivore is for everyone. Um, he's saying that it's very helpful to most people and it should not be attacked and it should not be um, put down because it's healing people. And the two, I mean, we're seeing it every day and hearing about it every day from real people in real time. And Sean Baker is hearing that and feeling that from real people times a thousand in real time every day. And he's an incredible advocate for it.
Now, what the old school carnivores will will tell us is that that's a brilliant and beautiful way to lead and to not be too abrasive with your audience and to tell uh, an uncomfortable kind of half-truth. But what we know and we're pretty clear about is that this way of eating is probably very likely for a very high percentage of the population. We would say there are some fast metabolizers, usually young men that are able to eat all kinds of different stuff. We would say that there's probably a more optimal diet for some women that would include a low carb, but some carbs with their steak. Uh, We can see that a cyclical carnivore is going to be effective for some people in some circumstances if they can do it, as the destroyer said, micro-calibrating and hyper-aware of the addictive qualities of sugar. Uh, But the bottom line is that this way of eating in some form, in some strict form, let's call it, is in all probability the best way of eating, the most natural, the most optimal way of eating and living for a huge slice of the population. And especially right now in a population that is very sick, that is very overweight and needs healing. Uh, It's a beautiful thing to just be in this movement. We're so grateful. We're grateful every day uh, that we get to feel good every day. Really, it was such a surprise. It's, it's, it's still a surprise to us that we get to feel good every day because we never felt good before. We, 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 we didn't realize that. We thought that you know, we felt average. We thought we just felt average. And guess what? We probably did feel average compared to everybody else. And so if everybody's feeling kind of on a scale of 1 to 10, if everyone's like at a 3 or a 4 most days, just trying to get back to a 5, right, every year – Right, It's like we're trying to get back to a five. Uh, and then you do this way of eating and all of a sudden your anxiety goes away. Your depression goes away. Your cravings for alcohol go away. And then your desire to drink goes away. And then you're not drinking anymore. So you're not drinking anymore. You're eating optimally. You have no anxiety. Every day is a gift. You feel love in your heart. You feel God is walking with you. And God's been walking with you the whole time. But you really feel it when you feel well and that's the thesis here it's all about how you feel because how you feel determines the way you think the way you think determines what you do and what you do determines what you get in life and our life has gotten so much better uh, on this way of eating in a way that we've done pretty publicly like we didn't hide it we didn't really start talking about it we didn't start podcasting about it until we were a year in but we didn't hide what we were doing even though it was very unpopular, actually would offend people and trigger people. But uh, it's just a beautiful thing to show people, to show people results. And we just took a photo of ourselves, yep, with our shirt off, not afraid to say we did that. And like, we weren't even sure. We don't, we're not feeling particularly fit right now. We popped up a little bit in weight since um, the since we did some fasting earlier this year so we we're up like a few pounds so we weren't feeling like that we were particularly like buff or anything 
but the picture looked amazing. And so just amazing that, like, like we look like a totally different person. We look jacked. And that just wasn't the case a couple years ago. Even when we're in really good shape and weighed about, you know, three or four pounds less than we did on the carnivore way of eating, we were, we were kind of skinny. Like, we, were, we weren't very muscular. Uh, and now we're just like, we look like a man, <laughs> like a full-grown man for the first time in our lives, in our 40s. So we're super stoked. We're super happy. We're super grateful. We're full of love, full of compassion. We're just, we're so relaxed right now. This, this is us, okay? So we want to describe our pattern because I think it'll be a, a pretty similar pattern for a lot of the men that we know that are doing this, that are starting this and that are like, you know, a few months in. Anthony James, Rudy, Shiva the Destroyer. It's like the first six months, and we can see it. We can see it in you guys. To a year, you start getting real aggressive. <laughs> like you want to shoot guns. You want to... Uh, go to the gym and listen to Tool. There's not really, you know, you have to go, you have to go into the either uh, heavy metal past history because there's no rock and roll anymore or you have to go directly to Tool, which the Destroyer recommends and I recommend you go to and you want to just bang out weights. You want to be very masculine. You want to do alpha things and you become quite aggressive and it's, it's a good thing. It's healthy and it's very attractive. Don't be surprised, uh, you know, when you're giving off all that testosterone that the women will be on you. Uh, Almost to the point where at least we got, we were just doing so much stuff that we realized that we actually, we needed to pull back on it. We were doing fighting. We were doing Muay Thai fighting. I mean, (laughs) we're doing Muay Thai fighting, shooting guns, like lifting weights. It was like, okay, this became a caricature of the proper animal. And so we, we encourage you to do stuff like that if that's what you're compelled to do. Because what we want you to know is that that actually, like that aggressiveness, as powerful as it is, it begins to settle down. It begins to, you begin to move from more of a pitta in the Ayurvedic tradition. A pitta is a fiery, aggressive, aggro kind of state to a more kapha. You're super chill. I, I think you're actually become even more alpha, but you become more meditative and more relaxed, and it really becomes difficult to upset you. Like if if a pitta, if a fiery six month, one year carnivore is all about being aggressive, um, you know, a one year plus carnivore is super chill. He's like the dude. You know, the dude abides, he's super calm, he's super cool, he's super collected. He's like the Buddha, can't be disturbed, but he will kick your ass. He will kick your ass if he's pushed, but he's just not going to let you push him to that limit. And you're going to know that. You're going to feel that when you're around that that carnivore. Uh, And I love this new me. I never would have ever... thought of myself as being a relaxed guy (laughs) like that that was not ever a like uh, even wasn't even an idea it wasn't even possible 
for me to think, oh yeah, that guy's like, oh, that proper animal, he's super chill. You ever, you ever hung out with him in person? He's actually really quiet and meditative and soft and just a cool, relaxed dude. And, you know, believe me, I, if I, when I need to, when I feel it in the morning, in the morning fire, I'll turn it on, get going, get excited, go time. I'm all about it. But I'd say 90% of my time now, I'm just chilling out. I'm chilling out right now on a Friday night, waiting for Bay to get home. Had some amazing steak today, of course. Had some shrimp. Drinking a LaCroix <laughs> club soda. And loving life. Looking forward to this weekend. I have no idea what I'm going to do. It's a beautiful day. I've had the doors open all day here in beautiful Santa Monica. And life is great. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be here, but not just struggling. Like I know all of us have struggled. Right? Didn't even know how badly we were struggling. But I'm so grateful for that time period too because now we know the difference. We have the contrast. We have the contrast. We have the pre and we have the post. And the contrast is something we got to play with continuously on this way of eating. You got to relearn some things, especially in year one, over and over and over. Like um, red wine will ruin your week. (laughs) One, uh, you know, having a big cheat meal day is going to cause all kinds of inflammatory responses, including emotional inflammatory responses such as depression, anger. Use the anger, gentlemen. Use it as a fire and and uh, a, a, a willingness to do what you got to do, which is just to get back on plan. And use the contrast. You know, use it, play with it. And then as you move into type two land, if you move into phase two land, six six months to a year plus, is there's going to be contrast even within the carnivore kingdom. So you'd be like, uh, you know, you might be eating ribeyes and you're eating all these ribeyes and you're eating all this fat and then your your digestion all of a sudden it's like oh it's like oh all of a sudden you're like going to the bathroom every five minutes right you feel fine you feel great but like that's annoying that's super annoying and that's just a, just a type two error and you have to make that adjustment be smart read stuff about this read sean baker's book read the get on the facebook groups you know that's generally something that you can straighten out just by you know either moving to a leaner cut Adding salt, subtracting salt, you have to microcalibrate it, right? It gets a little complicated in phase two, right? Because you're just shooting for that. Like you're already at a nine out of 10 most days. So you're just shooting for that 10. You're shooting for that last 10% to get you at 10 out of 10 at all times. And then throughout, you might make type three errors. Type three errors, the errors of aggression, right? You're going super hard. You go to the gym every day because you feel so darn good and then you get hurt. Right, And then because you're hurt, you don't get to go to the gym for like two weeks, right? So that, that's the, that is a, it's an era because, you know, you always do want to go hard and you want to kind of go intuitively, but you have to do it with humility. 
And, you know, type three error is the humbling error. Type three error is like you're, you're choking on steak because you're just like, you think, I don't know, you just think you can swallow steak whole, right? And then someone rescues you, a woman rescues you. You know, that's humbling. It's, it's humbling. It's humbling when you're, you think you're indestructible and you realize very quickly that God is very good at reminding you that you're not. And that happened to us, not just with the choking on the stake, but it happened to us with injury. We haven't been injured in a while now. So we're grateful about that. We've, we've tried, tried our best. It's, you know, it's a fine line between go time and not going past the point where you're going to eventually get hurt. Right? Because, and so you got to figure that out on your own. That's one of our toughest that's one of our most challenging things. However, you want to get to the point where you're making those type three errors. You want to move through type one, you want to move through type two, and then you want to be making, if any errors at all, just those errors of aggression. But the cool thing is, is as we discussed, is as you continue on this way of eating, that super hyper aggressive mode becomes very tamed, becomes very measured, becomes very calm, very kapha. And... So, you know, you turn on your go time and then you chill out the rest of the day, kind of barbell your day, super intense physical training. And then the rest of the day is pretty chill. Um, And, you know, I guess we've even, even, uh, even at that, like we don't do super intense go times every day. You know, we'll maybe run some days, maybe just do some lifting some days, some days off. You'll figure it out on your own. Point being is that it just keeps getting better. And you literally get into this place and it's like every day you can feel it, but you move into this place where you're like, you, you're not enlightened, okay? No one's enlightened, but you have these moments of very clear, these long extended moments of quiet mind and clarity and of feeling quite well. And it's like from this place where you literally get to have a lot of fun by picking and choosing you know, what you want to do, really picking and choosing how you want to feel, how you want to interact with someone. You can change your persona. You can change your identity. You can just have fun. You can just have fun with stuff. You can say what you want to say. You can laugh. You will laugh. You will laugh so hard on this way of eating. What I, what I uh, am so grateful for and what I feel as though, you know, the destroyer gets me because we've been doing this a while, but you, you're just, if you're getting on it now, you're going to just, it's, it was so ridiculous, this way of eating just a few months ago. It was so bizarre and so funny that, you know, it's a little bit more mainstream now. So you're going to just, you're probably not going to be able to get the hilarity of this thing, but you probably will actually, you probably will. And you're interacting with other people and you're explaining of this to other people. If you feel like you have to explain it, which you don't, but if you feel like you have to explain it, it is bizarre. It is quite odd, but then it's so logical. It's like one of the greatest jokes ever told. And the greatest comedy of all is just about revealing truth, right? Jerry Seinfeld, Larry David, all they're doing is just expressing the truth, the un, the unknown truth or the unsaid truth. And this way of eating is just so logical. And the other kind of what is being jammed down our throats still, this plant-based eating is so illogical, but it's just so funny how that's just the way it is right now. It's so funny how backwards everything is, but it's becoming unbackwards and we get to be alive for it and we get to experience it for ourselves. 
which brings me to a, another topic, and I, I think another reason why it's it, the, the things got to the point where they got is not just market-based things. It's it's actually I do believe that it, it's just a buildup over time, not just. Uh, of our through our lifetimes there's that of course but a build up from an evolutionary perspective 10,000 years of of or 5,000 years of agriculture of grains of plants in our food where the plants won <laughs> like the grains won eventually in the beginning we could eat that stuff and that's why they're really the the obesity problem the anxiety problem the depression problem is super recent because it's just like 2020 was the year maybe it was 2010 maybe it was 2000 but some sometime in the past very recent time period was the time period yeah, there's probably a hockey stick diagram of, of, of the obesity chart it probably hockey sticks at some point maybe in the 60s 70s 80s i don't know it was i think it was within our lifetime here if you're listening here if you know it's in the past 40 years or so when when those foods just became impossible when the impossible burger as the destroyer says so aptly named became impossible for people to to utilize in any effective way and for most of the time for those foods to cause damage so in like in the adaptation world in the world of evolution of plants versus humans the plants won right because the plants don't want to be eaten and so they've created certain properties now through evolution so that if you eat them they'll kill you (laughs) they'll literally kill you so uh stick with what we've been doing before agriculture stick with the steak stick with the, the big animals stick with what we know works not because somebody told you, but because you experimented and tried it out for yourself. Give yourself the opportunity to win. Give yourself the opportunity to feel like we do, which is 10 out of 10 every day of the year. Give yourself an opportunity to join the movement. It's not too late. It's never too late. Get on the train right now. And if you've already started, keep going. Keep going because it just keeps getting better. I mean, like now I'm thinking to myself, because I'm so confident, I wasn't, when I started, I wasn't like as confident that it was going to keep getting better. I had no idea. I didn't even know how long I was going to do it. But now 18 months in, when I realize how much better month 18 is than month six, let's say, or month even nine or 12, I can't wait to see what 24 months is. I can't wait to see what three years is. And so we're super stoked. We're super grateful. This is The Proper Animal. Have an amazing weekend. We will talk to you Monday. Good night.